following program contains language and subject matter that is adult in nature. Discretion is advised. Okay, there we go. This is Ugly Phil. What are you waiting for? Do it! Triple M. So I love this story about how cops in Texas were called to a reported shooting on Thursday. And the alleged victim told the first cop to arrive on the scene at his mobile home, known to us as a caravan, 40 miles east of Waco in Texas. He said he'd been shot in the left buttock while sitting on the porch. After a brief investigation, though, it turns out that the man had been smoking marijuana on the porch when a thunderstorm passed over, spooking his dog who bit him on the ass. He thought he'd been shot, so he called the cops. The unidentified man was treated on the scene by emergency medical services, and the police said to him, maybe as a, you know, perhaps a bit of advice, don't smoke weed during a thunderstorm while your dog's sitting next to you, or option two, maybe just stay off the wacky. I smoke two joints in the morning. I smoke two joints at night. I smoke two joints in the afternoon. It makes me feel all right. However, here's my favourite 911 call. You know 911, the emergency number in the States. When a guy who'd been drinking all day was too drunk to get to the bottle shop, so he called the cops. This is 911. I need a... I need a... a <laughs> you need a ride? Yes, yeah, it's a liquor store. Um... Sure, says you give me a ride. Okay, you... You're going to have to call somebody else, sir. If you called 911, we can't come give you a ride. Even the sheriff <laughs> says she give me a ride now. The sheriff said they give you a ride to the liquor store? <laughs> That's correct. Wrong. Maybe they should have given him the ride if he could spell absinthe. The other thing that I've noticed recently, though, is this trend to name kids after your favourite band. And I know this because I met a Nirvana the other day and Sammy X was telling me this wasn't uncommon for her either. Somebody you know who's a yoga teacher. A yoga teacher in Brisbane who was awesome who I used to see all the time. Her name is Nirvana. Nirvana's not a bad name. So here's the thing. If I had kids, I would like to name my kid after a band. And I'm going to open the phone on this on 13353. If you could name your kid after a band, what band would it be? And if I had a daughter, I think I'd call her Iron Maiden. That's very clever, you know yeah, that? because she's a maiden. Yeah, and if she had a sister, she could be Twisted Sister. Oh. And if I had a son, I'd call him Hawkwind. Yeah, that, that's actually quite a cool name that's for cool, a boy. Yeah, meet my son Hawkwind. Yeah. I mean, he'd have to be tall and big. You know? And he'd have, like, really long, windswept hair. Yeah, look like Jon Snow. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, it's up to you. Let's get to Deb. Is this a boy or a girl? Oh, well, it could be either. It's unisex. What would be the name of your unisex child? Megadeth. Megadeth. Do you think the kid would be happy with that? Yeah, of course. More power. Dave Mustaine. He's my guru. <laughs> there you go. Of course, you can always call him Dave. <laughs> no, mega Dave. Hey, Manny, how are you? Yeah, man, how are you? What's it going to be? Uh, well, he's already named a Treyu. A Treyu? Yeah. And does he have trouble spelling that? Uh, no, nah, he's about to turn one. So. Oh, okay. Well, just remember, um, he's got to put the Y in there somewhere. Yeah. Ashley, Phil. is this your son or daughter? No, well, I've got a couple of tattoos, so if I had a daughter, I'd probably call her Rose Tattoo. <laughs> And if you had a son, would he be called Bad Boy for Love? It'd be definitely called Bad Boy for Love. Hey, Melinda. Yeah, hi, how are you going? This is the second mention of this name. Is it a girl? Uh, yes, it is. And she is? Nirvana. Nirvana. Very popular, apparently, at the moment, especially among the yoga fraternity. 
Well, actually, funny you say that. Really into med- I'm really into meditation, yoga, and everything like that, and thought Nirvana was a great name. And yeah. So, yeah, Nirvana's yeah. a name. Steve? Ah, uh, Floyd, mate. Mayweather, that tosser, but... I'm not Floyd, Floyd Mayweather, Pink Floyd. Yeah, that's the one, mate. What do you got for me, Ben? I reckon there's a few kids in China named after the Foo Fighters. I see what you did there, because I'm thinking the Dave Grohl angle, and I was completely wrong. <laughs> what do you got, Darren? I've got Slipknot for you. Maybe one of the kids, I will think he's been named after a knot from Boy Scouts. <laughs> hey, Pete, what is it? G'day, mate. How are you, Phil? Mate, I've got two here, mate. If I had twin boys, I'd call them Akadaka. Right. If I had a girl, mate, I'd probably just name her Blondie after the uh, one and only Blondie, mate. What do you reckon? Yeah, I like that. John, what is it? Well, if you didn't have to name them when they were born, you could wait till they were 18. Yep. Like in mental as anything. Mental as anything. Why is yeah. our son so greedy? Well, why do you uh, think he's called that? He's just a knucklehead. Yeah, let's he's go shopping just, down at Martin if, Plaza. If I knew where that was, I'd probably go there. There you go. You're listening to the Rubber Room Podcast. You can listen to us weeknights, 7 to 10 p.m. on Triple M. A day on the green, the National Winery Tour is happening in November. Saturday, November 5 at Bim Badge in Hunter Valley. Sunday, November 6, Siramay Wines Mount Cotton. Saturday, November 12, Mount Dunedin Estate in Geelong. And Sunday, November 13 at Roachford Wines Yarra Valley. Tickets going on sale next Tuesday. And representatives of three of the big bands are here. Paul Dempsey from Something for Kate, Tim Rogers from UMI, and Cram from Spider-Man. Hello guys, how is everybody? Two of us are awesome, one of us is shit. <laughs> is this a guessing game and do I have to guess and if I guess it yes. wrong, is someone going to yeah. storm out? Do All we... of Paul's um, answers will be through gritted teeth and oh. uh, and under the mercy of painkillers. Oh no, what's happened? A birthday party gone right. No, there was just, I was, you know, performing various um, circus Oz type activities that I have neither the physical training nor the physical strength to Hey, uh, hey, to hey, form. Paul, puppetry through the penis, move. <laughs> and you wait till you see that thing, it's ridiculous. And so... It, he was doing a manoeuvre and he put his back out. That's how serious yes. he is about it. I went and saw Puppetry of the Penis and the guy was explaining what you can do and he said you could do this at home and he's doing the wristwatch and I'm going, well, I can't do that. Maybe I could do the pinky ring at a stretch. And I mean literally a stretch. So audition. you're forever asking the time, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did an audition actually for Puppetry of the Penis with uh, David Friendy, our mate, and uh, we were again at a party and he said, oh, let's have an audition. And so he took me into a room and did sailboat and wristwatch and hamburger and um, Italians at the beach and... Uh, <laughs> well, anyway, happy birthday. Uh, and I think Ray Winston said this once uh, when he said that, you know, your brain knows what it wants the body to do, but the body just doesn't want to be part of it anymore. Ray Winston said a bit more like this. Who's the fucking daddy now? <laughs> Ray Winston's the romantic hero. Okay. okay. That means he just smashes skulls every five minutes. He played um, Henry VIII, didn't he, as well? Yeah. Seemed like a good choice for Henry VIII. You don't see that many actors like him around. Like, he seems like from a world gone by where mm. fat guys, misfits, weirdos yeah. could be actors instead of hunky, sexy of beast soapy. is the yeah. one that's springing to mind. Yeah, mind. sexy beast is yeah. great. Well, it's like Ron yeah. Jeremy. Who would have thought that that would have been a career choice looking at him, but, you know. Good looking bloke. Who's that? Ron, Ron Jeremy's Jeremy. a pornographic actor. Oh, like, really? With his nickname as the Hedgehog. Oh, really? <laughs> I was thinking about you the other night, Tim, because um, Quadrophenia was on telly. Great Lovely film. film. I used to go and see sessions of that in Adelaide and the mods would leave it, you know, halfway during the movie because it, it doesn't end well as you as No, you that's right. Pete Townsend didn't get any idea of the interpretation of what Roger Daltrey wanted to do. 
So when they went and played it on stage, Pete took it upon himself to describe each individual scene before playing the song. That's right. Because yeah. he's like, just play the freaking song. It doesn't need <laughs> the explanation. We did a couple of shows with The Who, and Roger and Pete were very differing personalities. They were both sweethearts, but little Davey, who's the biggest Who fan in the world, went up to Roger and said, oh, you know, hello, Roger. Hello, mate. No, it's not a job playing before the Who. You know, and then went in to talk about how terrible first-class flight is these days. But then <laughs> Davey plucked up the courage and said, oh, you're going to play Long Live Rock tonight, Rog? He went, not going to play that. That's a f***ing dirge. <laughs> <laughs> now, Cram, you're remarkably quiet. How are you? I don't know. I'm just listening. Oh, good. You know, have you ever seen Goodfellas? Martin Scott says his mother, who plays Joe Pesci's mother in there, and she says to Ray, you're very quiet, aren't you? I feel like I'm in that scene right now. To complete Phil. the image, I'm feeding Cram spaghetti and meatballs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> meatballs! <laughs> It's a recipe from the old neighbourhood. I'm purely basking in the glow of, of uh, hanging out with these two lovely gentlemen today. Looking forward to these gigs. It's kind of weird. It's like going to be lovely. You've never played a day on the green? No, I haven't. No, in 25 years, that's never raised its head. Everyone's sort of saying that to me today. I mean, it better be good. Yeah. I mean, it's like building it up a bit, aren't you? It's, it's like, good. It's the gig and the f***ing wine. and A yeah. day on the um, green, take it literally. We've all had plenty of those. I mean, we're all 90s bands after all. <laughs> Curious artwork uh, for this as well, for the day on the green. Um, it seems to be almost like a sort of frogman with a ghetto blaster on his shoulder here. It was done by Ben Brown, who is a dear friend of our band, and uh, he was lead singer for a band called The Hellmen, who actually gave you and I their first ever shows. And so he's a, he's a wonderful graphic artist, does a lot of stuff, um, surf and skate. But yes, the amphibian coming out of the water with a ghetto blaster, I don't quite see the attachment, but it, it looks pretty. It looks good, if yeah. You, if you like amphibians with long gills. Yeah. And beatboxes. Like and he's green again. Axolotl. That's the connection, the green bands. Yeah. Get a couple of middle-aged, handsome men and women in rock bands on the Terps. Things could turn. <laughs> Give them a hockey mask. That's each. right. Coining the new phrase, uh, I'm going amphibium tonight. Yes, for example. Yeah. But as long as we have a, I'm going to keep a couple of golf tees in my pocket <laughs> yeah, just to, in case uh, we get in any trouble. Just always never underestimate the power of the bag. So well, it's a terrific lineup. Uh, what happens with the rotation of who gets to go on first? Fight. Right. Oh, I like yeah. that. Just fight. Yeah. I think it, we decided on rock, paper, scissors in the end. <laughs> yes, but, but, but it's Why variations not? of rock, paper, scissors inspired by puppetry of the penis. That's, <laughs> yeah. This gives you some idea what this gig is going to be like. Madness. Like, you know. Phil, thank you very much again for giving just couple of young kids a guy. Well, you yeah. know, that's why I we appreciate it. We love you, Phil. Well, I mean, I think Svengali sometimes is a mantle that I take hard to wear, but, mm -hmm. you know, it's... Well, the, Jane cried today. She cried she in her interview, yeah. What caused that? Memories. <laughs> Feelings. Jane Gozo was, uh, I think, one of the first audience members at all of our band <laughs> shows and um, brought hmm? friends along and gave us so much help. And then to, you know, run into each other 25 years later, it's like, hello, darling. You know, yeah. Thank you very much for it all that support beautiful. back then. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and I'm and, sure you would have done recovery at some stage, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah Oh, that's eight o'clock loading. Oh, oh, that show, that show was amazing. I mean, there's not much to be said for, for TV and live music at the moment. No, is there? no, not at all. Exist. None at all. Yeah, you know, and, and that's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, we got some pretty massive acts internationally and nationally. We've got some always great quality in every musical genre. The people not. Well, how come Jules Holland can exist? And how yeah. hard would so it weird. be to get all of those bands and then just to do that? It's weird in Australia because they redid Spicks and Specs and mm. everyone was excited and then four episodes in they, they axed it. Yeah. This is one of these situations where what this is actually a really good idea because this is one of the types of reality shows that could circumvent the obsession with the individual star. This whole thing of every one of these shows, it's all about you, you have to sell yourself. Yeah. The good thing about bands is everyone can stare at the ground this is why the Beatles are greater than Elvis. You know, it's the group. 
Yeah. That's mm. the power. There's always stars within. Is there any Battle of the Bands reality TV no. show in the world? There is at Fern Tree Gully Pub on yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. Thursdays. <laughs> Which is also mixed in with the Chook Raffle, so it kind of... Mm-hmm. But there is, no, people... there hasn't been. I know Tim's the man, because he's connected. Oh, I had a Foxtel show two years ago that got canned after yeah, what eight episodes. That? It was wonderful. It was mm. it's far more cabaret, but it was going to start expanding out, and then uh, the station folded. It was ah, the best so job I've ever had. Called Battle of the Bands. Yeah. So that's what you would call it. Uh, tickets on sale June... 14 uh, all over Australia. Again, I can't wait to get amphibian and fondle some grapes. Let's do some wristwatches, Phil. Totes. Thanks, brother. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Love to speak to all of you. See you, man. Thanks. Love Thanks, you, Phil. man. You're listening to the Rubber Room podcast. Find us on facebook.com forward slash MMM Rubber Room. Axel Rose is waging war on the internet on mean memes. He's taken to Google. He wants a fat meme of him taken off. In fact, a lot of fat memes of Axel, and there are quite a few as he's changed shape over the years and eaten far too many kebabs. In fact, he looks a bit like Mickey Rourke at times, but with cornrows. People have come up with hilarious memes. Axel's not impressed, and he's going to break the internet with his fat face, and you don't want to get Axel offside. Here he is, yelling at a sound technician. I think we have a... Is, is this thing even on? Because I can't tell. I think we have a decision to f- make, and as if I'm supposed to do my job, you're supposed to f***ing do yours, Tom's supposed to do his, and whoever else is the f- supposed to do theirs, including the stupid idiot that keeps blocking the runway over here, has to do theirs. Or I don't need to be here. It's that simple. I've been about five, six times out here, and I'm sick of it. I mean, it wouldn't take rocket scientists for someone to come out and hook up my mic pack, but you couldn't do that. Why not? That's Fell asleep, had a quaalude? <laughs> have you had a quaalude? I don't know. Have you had a chili dog? Sammy X put a meme of me on the Rubber Room Facebook page. Thanks for that. It's brilliant. I love it. I'm so happy with it. <laughs> Scott Osborne says, kind of dreamy. Rod the Houseman, I used to give it a little thing. Mark Anthony says, effing ugly. I could sue you for that, man. <laughs> Christopher Thomas Darcy Maurice, you've just got too many names. So I got Alex on the phone here. She's from bigsmoke.com.au. Let's talk about these memes, Alex, and in particular, this politician that wants to put you in jail for four years if you put a bad meme on Facebook. Yes, or a fine of $2,000, which kind of seems a bit out of whack, like four years or $2,000. Yeah. I remember last year where there was a model in Taiwan who actually sued the advertising agency that she worked with right. because her face went across all these embarrassing memes. You see this all the time. Like you see the crazy ex-girlfriend meme or the virgin boy meme. And so every photo of them is associated with this particular joke. And so the whole idea behind this law, and I mean, come on, they're not going to really be able to man this. It's going to be really hard to control. But the idea is that the creator of the meme would have some sort of criminal offence marked against them because essentially it's about trying to curb this ability to make a photo go viral and, yeah. and poke fun of one person. I've had a conversation with someone recently where they said, well, if it's a meme of a celebrity, I think that's okay. So, for example, we see all these memes on Instagram of Ryan Gosling and apparently that's okay. It's not okay if it's the lady who's maybe a little bit unattractive about to blow her nose. Can you sue Facebook? I think you just sue everyone and you just hope someone comes to the party. No, I think the idea is to try to find out where the image originated from. And often you can tell via Instagram or Tumblr. Right. And you can generally work out where it came from. But again, this is going to be a really hard law to really put in place. And so it's not a realistic thing, but I think the idea is around probably about education yeah. and trying to tell people that's not cool to do that because it can really ruin someone's life. Yeah, of course. I think that people should make memes of me just a big happy face with the prettiest girl ever. Let's sue Zuckerberg. 
<laughs> we should become politicians. Has anybody sued anyone? No. Oh. Now, this congresswoman, she, she's in Mexico, and she's really trying to make the case to have this become part of their political climate because she believes it is becoming an issue. And we are seeing court cases around the world of people suing advertising agencies or even companies who use their images in a, in a meme. Wow. So I think the issue will be more around individual cases mm. and then going into tying into defamation cases. Yeah. And again, that can become a very murky world. But it's interesting that a politician wants to make that a thing and the four years in prison is a bit over the top. Have you had a meme done about you yet? I think I made myself one. It was me and my pug. And I sent it to my parents and nobody replied. The hell is wrong with people? They're all haters. You know what? There's a world of litigation just waiting for you and me to walk straight into. <laughs> so much money out there. We're going to be rich. Thanks a lot, Alex. Lovely. Thanks so much for having me. Gaza, let's talk about Vance Joy. I did a double take when I read this story. He's come out and said that he is a major fan of Metallica and that he started out learning Metallica riffs on guitar and that he credits them for getting into music. Now, can you believe this? I can believe that because I did hear that, actually. Did you really? Yeah, have a listen. Master! <laughs> I'll be your master! You can hear it. It's all the way through. He said that they did teach him a lot about breaking the rules when it comes to song structures. Well, he is breaking all the rules, this yeah. guy. He's touring with Taylor Swift. He's writing tunes about messes and going down to the riptide. Going to hear more of Metallica influencing Vance Joy? Only if it's you, Phil. Oh. Exit light. And tonight. Actually, I'll tell you what, let's see if we can find anybody playing the ukulele version of Metallica on the internet. All right. There you go. How'd you like that? Love it. Love those apples. You're listening to the Rubber Room Podcast. You can listen to us weeknights, 7 to 10 p.m. on Triple M. So how about this? The 11 funniest heavy metal commercials list has been made. I'm going to play you the top three. Um, firstly, let's start with Warrant, who once upon a time had uh, a phone number. So if you were a fan of the band Warrant, do you remember Cherry Pie? Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. So this is from the 80s. You could ring Warrant and hear what they have to say and leave them a message on their fan line. What I like about this is listen to all the double entendre here. Audio Entertainment presents Warren. Yeah, we like to rock and roll. We like to do a lot of other things, too. Call the Warren Rock Line. We'll give you the warm, hard facts on our personal lives. <laughs> our fans always come first. Just $2 the first minute, 45 cents each additional minute. You'll get the latest on tours, videos, and what town we blew up last. Call and hear a new message every day. Call us and find out what goes on behind tour bus doors. <laughs> Embarrassing much? Yeah, but, like, what's the phone number? Because I wouldn't mind. Yeah, you want to find out what's going on with some sweet cherry pie. Yeah. All right, uh, here's at number two. Do you remember the band Cinderella? I don't know if you'd remember them. No. They did an ad for Pat's Chili Dogs. So here it is. Pat's Dogs, the clock is never tired. Pat's Dogs, the steam is always fired. Two locations, <laughs> Hungry for some chili dogs. Hungry for some Cinderella. And, okay, the number one cheese. In fact, this actually isn't cheesy. It's for the band Dokken. Do you ever remember the no. metal band Dokken? No. They did an ad for Norton Internet Security for your computer. Here it is. It's very funny. I like this. Imagine this chicken is your hard drive. 
and the 80s metal band Dokken is a computer virus. Dokken does not like chicken and wants to destroy it. The chicken, not knowing Dokken's intentions, doesn't really have any feelings either way. Would you like to allow Dokken to have its way with your chicken, unleashing a wrath the likes of which the chicken has never seen? Or would you like to deny it? Protect your chicken from Dokken. Deny digital dangers with Norton Internet Security 2010. I'm incredibly confused by that ad. Oh, I love it. I love it. Fantastic. How are you going with the election then? Are you enjoying the politicians' promises? Because I said today to Justin, who works here in the sales department, I said, Justin, look, you've got a suit on. You look kind of like a politician. Let's hit the streets of Australia and you can make up some promises, some electoral promises for the people. I'll say that you're, for example, an independent candidate for the fictional seat of Karingal. Let's speak to the people of Australia and see how they're going with the election and what they think of your particular promises. Excuse me, you got a sec? I do. This is Justin. Um, he's running for the local seat as an independent member. of Karingal. One of the ideas he's got is to give the Salvation Army weapons so that there can be like, you know, we always know we can turn to the salvos if there's time of trouble. I think that's really unnecessary. I think it's hard times, you know, we can call up there. the salvos to help us out. Salvos, you know, they're pretty dependable. Is this a joke? He wants to change the national anthem to Kylie Minogue's I Should Be So Lucky, because he thinks we're the lucky country. You know, like, I should be so lucky, 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 lucky. I should be so lucky to be Australian. Yeah, no, I think we should stick to the original. Yeah. Do you know about the lockout laws? I do, I do. He's got the lock-in laws. The idea is if you're in the pub at 1.30 in the morning, he'll lock you in and you get to stay in. All right, why do you think the lockout laws are not working? If we lock them in... Well, they can't fight. How effective do you think it's going to be? Because they just walk in the streets. Personally, I don't think that's going to work. It's like you're restricting people from moving freely. Yeah. He's got a couple of other ideas. He wants to stop the boats. Stop the ferries, yeah. And why is that? You know, they just make a lot of noise. Okay, but... Yeah, but oh, you know, oh, like, horns, you know. Uh, that's being said, uh, the noise that they're making, most of it get divorced within the ocean and doesn't come out in the city. You're smarter than he is. You should yeah. be running. And the other thing he wants to do is change the Australian national anthem to I Should Be So Lucky, which is the Kylie Minogue song. Because we're the lucky country. I think rather than picking up a pop song. <laughs> no, not a good idea? Uh, no. <laughs> How are you going? Nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you. He wants to put huge windmills on the beach to stop the wind blowing the sand away? Blow it away, you know, go against the wind. It's a good when idea, but I'm not sure it's work or not. Yeah. I don't know the cost, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. depending on the cost and yeah, then, like, course, yeah. you know. Excuse me, you got to say? Sure. This is Justin. He's looking for people to vote for him in the upcoming elections. Good day, mate. He's running as an independent. He's got some really interesting ideas. He wants to put up huge windmills on the beach. Like away, you know, blow it away. Kind of, when, the, when it's coming in, we blow it away. With the, uh, that's big, big. Huge windmills. I think it's the stupidest idea I've ever heard. He wants to stop the boats. Yeah, just kind of the ferries just want to stop them. They're the boats I want to stop. They make a lot of noise. It's annoying, you know, in the morning when I'm trying to sleep in. The second stupidest. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, let me run one more by you. And that's the lock-in laws? We just lock you in till six. I think this guy should be locked away. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like the worst Donald Trump. What's up? This is Mark Hobbs from Liquid 82, and you are listening to The Rubber Room with Ugly Phil, and it's probably f***ing terrible. Now, here's something for you, and I know you've been waiting for this one. The owners of a vegan cafe in the country of Georgia had meat thrown at them at the Kiwi Cafe. So there in itself lies a few issues. 
the Kiwi Cafe in Georgia. But let's get back to the vegans who were sitting there enjoying an English language movie before this bunch of hooligans came in with grilled meat and sausages and started attacking them and then started to smoke, which was forbidden in the cafe. The owners of the vegan cafe said, get outside and we'll kick your ass. So there was a fight that spilled out into the street with the vegan establishment getting involved, although the attackers left before the police arrived. And I guess you can probably figure out where this is going to go, right? Right here. What's up, One triple three five three. The sausage wielding gang attacks a vegan cafe. Apparently, the cops can't wait to get hold of them so they can grill them. Thank you. Brilliant. Yeah. What have you got? It doesn't get bratwurst than that. Bratwurst. <laughs> Couldn't get any more bratwurst than that. Apparently, though, if the vegans do get hold of them, they're dead meat. Hey, Don't use up all the punchline. Oh, sorry. Okay. What have you got? One triple three five three sausage wielding gang attacks the vegan cafe. Dave, I just get the impression that you listen to the radio just for what's the punchline. Love a watch the punchline. And it is. Yes, the gang members were all just made up of scraps off the uh, butcher's floor. Apparently, they got into a scrap. <laughs> Hello, Cash. Hello, Phil. What's the punchline? Mate, it was a vegan apocalypse. <laughs> Hello, Craig. What a bunch of meatheads. Ryan? Yeah? What do you got? Once they get to the source of the issue, the media's going to eat this one right up. There's a twofer for you. What do you got, John? Mate, you can't have your meat and beat them too. Scott? Yes, Phil. How are you doing, mate? What do you got? They couldn't just solve the problem because they had nothing to chew over. A meaty police issue. That's right. That was Captain Sausage said that. Which brings us to you, Vince. How are you, Phil? What do you got? Oh, mate, the cops can't wait to get him back to the station so they could grill him. There it is. What do you got, James? Hey, mate, love the show. If they get caught, they'll be burned at the stake. Burned at the stake. It works on two levels. Yeah. Tony. Yeah, mate. I know you're chomping at the bit to give me this. <laughs> One of the weapons used was a blade stake. That was the nicest cut of them all. <laughs> well, there could have been some nunchuck steaks. Oh, there it is again. Double whammy. All right, buddy. What do you got, Darren? It was a sausage fest fight. With some of them meaty knuckles. That's it. And also, um, a couple of vegans got T-bones. What do you got, Mark? Oh, yeah, I just heard it was a big, big misunderstanding. The uh, sausage rotting gang was just there for a meet and greet. Oh, look at you go! Third for Wednesday. What have you got, Richard? <laughs> the food wasn't much shock, so they showed him the silver side of a blade. Thank you! Have fun, Phil. I'm happy with that. What about you? Angels are about to go on tour. They've got their hardwired tour coming up with special guest MySex. Let's get Rick Brewster on the phone. Rick, Phil here at Triple M. How are you, man? Hey, good. Last time we had a chat, we talked about the A to Z tour uh, and how you were going to, you know, like have to improvise on occasional song titles. How did it go in the end? It, it was great. It was a really good tour. I think about the longest show we've ever done. Most of the time we cut it into two sets. Each set was about an hour and a half. 
tour. Oh, well, let's talk about the hardwired tour with my sex. You guys would have a history that goes back a few years, I imagine. Yeah, about 1979, I think. They came from New Zealand and we got to know them quite well there. We did quite a few shows together then. They've got Steve Balby and I'll tell you, he's a monster. He's putting on a fantastic show, a really good tour, this one. The whole night, it's going to be a classic rock show. Well, it looks like a lot of fun. And then after this, are you going back in the studio? Uh, eventually. We haven't set any dates. We're not in a rush. It's not like the old days where we had a record company and a manager breathing up our backsides saying, we need a new album. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do it when we're ready. Mate, great to talk to you. I'll give people the dates and, uh, and we'll see you when you get to town. Thanks a lot. All right, so it's a hard wire tour of the Angels and My Sex as well, and it starts July the 1st at the Rudy Hill RSL, moving through Reevesby to Melbourne at the Palms at Crown, Aussie World on the Sunshine Coast as well. Look out for the Angels playing somewhere near you. All right, now, hang on, I've got to ask about this. This is something that uh, happened today while we were at work, a discussion around the office. When I'm locked in my and the discussion was, who's the better band? Midnight Oil or Cold Chisel? And I had to think about this for ages because I really liked a lot of the early Midnight All stuff, but I'm also a fan of Cold Chisel. So I thought maybe we could put it to the phones and for the next five minutes on one triple three five three, we'll just take as many calls as we can get. Sammy X, you can just write down the number, the tally, at the end we'll find out, okay? Okay. So the question is, who's the better band? Cold Chisel? Or Midnight Oil. Stuart, you start us off. Yeah, a cold chisel, daylight second. Leanne, what do you think? Oh, cold chisel, hands down. David, what do you reckon? Oh, I reckon in the early days, Phil, Midnight Oil, one of the best live bands I've ever seen. What do you reckon, Peter? Um, uh, I like them both, but I think I'd have to say Midnight Oil. What do you reckon, Dave? Chisel. What do you think, Brad? Cold chisel. What about you, Ashley? I'm cold chisel all the way. What do you reckon, Emma? I reckon cold chisel all the way. What do you reckon, Keith? Oh, it's going to be oils. Dave? Oh, I've got oils all day. What about you, Johnny? Oh, it's got to be cold chisel, mate. What are you thinking, Paul? Chisel, mate. Not even, not even a contest. What do you reckon, Peter? Chisels for sure. What do you say, Ralph? Chisel. What about you, Shane? Mate, I reckon cold chisel by a long way, mate. What do you think, Mark? Oh, chisel, Colin. Chisel. What do you say, Selena? Cold chisel. What do you say, Colin? Chisel are good. Oils are better. Okay, don't have any actual statistics from that, but I'm thinking it sounds like cold chisel may have taken that out. Am I right? Overwhelmingly, Cold Chisel won that. What were these statistics at the end? Uh, the statistics were somewhere along the line of 14 to Chisel and 4 to Oil, but I did lose track. There you go. All right, so the best band for tonight, Cold Chisel versus the Oils. Ugly Phil. Oh, my God, you've seen him. You will know him by the name of the beast. Ugly Phil. Triple M, the rubber room. Go to the Rubber Room Facebook page. If you get on that right now, you'll see Lucy B. Welcome back to the Rubber Room. How are you? I'm great. How are you? So we wondered what <laughs> outfit you were actually going to wear, and we went on to Twitter, and uh, the thing just went nuts with people trying to guess the outfits that you'd be wearing <laughs> tonight. Uh, some of the ones were Poison Ivy, Wonder Woman, Black Widow, all part of your <laughs> repertoire. Definitely, yeah. I've got I've got most of those. I actually haven't done a Wonder Woman and a Black Widow yet. I'm oh. working on it. Black Widow next because I've got you know naturally cough cough red hair now. Yes, so I noticed it makes that. it a little easier. But yep. um, I'm a blonde. I was I was redhead last time you saw me. Same as me. If you're looking on Facebook Live, you'll <laughs> see. In fact, my natural colour. I'm wearing new tonight. But I was going to say that last time I saw you, you did have a different hair colour. <laughs> no, this is definitely definitely a wig. 
uh, I haven't undergone a miraculous change. Oh, you're just a, killing my illusion now, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So let's reveal for the folks that aren't on Facebook Live, the outfit that you've got tonight, the cosplay outfit, is this? Deadpool. Deadpool. What a huge film that was. Yes, and one of my favourite Marvel characters. Very irreverent, you know, a little bit of a sixth sense humour. Um, and I just thought perfect for the yeah. room, you know. I was saying before, thank you. I was saying before that it would be hard for you to actually get on a plane because you got a couple of swords on there. Yeah. Um. So it, when I go to conventions, say you know Melbourne stuff like that, um, we we do try and go by the book. So, um, usually I I find my uh, my props and supplies when I'm down there, or we uh, drive from Sydney to Melbourne, which is always absolutely fun. That's how committed I. Am yeah, of course. Well, I just couldn't see you getting on a plane with a uh, bullet uh, belt over your shoulder. You yeah. know. Yeah, I just feel like that would raise some questions. Believe me, I, I tried with a replica once. Um, oh, really? Uh, yeah. Because it, it looked so, so fake, and it was a $500 replica, and yeah. uh, the airline was like, no, you can't even check that. No, I was like, not. radio, I'm not getting on the plane. No, well, that's fair <laughs> enough, and they do a good job of stopping that sort they of stuff as well. Indeed. But, you know, you would be dangerous even going through a metal detector. Let's talk <laughs> about this outfit, and, of course, you were at Sexpo as well. How did yes. that go? It was amazing. Um, so we had our first annual cosplay competition, um, and it was the response was was better than I could have expected. We had all sorts of cosplay. We had boys, girls, every gender represented. Every you know, comic book characters, gaming characters. We had some Pokemon themed outfits. Yeah. Um, our winner was an amazing sort of burlesque themed Harlequin, and and she really captured um, the the spark of sexpo and of sort of sexy cosplay. Um, it's Van Dolly cosplay, and, and she was amazing. So um, hopefully. She She'll be joining us for Melbourne, um, and yeah, we'll be able to do hopefully the same thing again. Right. And we just found that uh, Sexpo, I think South Africa, is looking at doing their own cosplay competition as Fantastic. well. Fantastic. Okay. Yeah. And for the folks that aren't initiated, cosplay is in fact you know the outfits that you wear, but it's not just dressing up in the outfits. It's a lifestyle for people. Yeah. And I look the way I refer to it is wearing your fandom on your sleeve. Yeah. Um, and and I probably flog that line quite a lot, but um, I I got into it purely because. I, I'm a massive geek and I used to watch people at cons dressed up and be like, God, I want to do that because it looks so fun. And um, now here I am and, and I pick the characters I love the best um, and, and I just have a lot of fun and you get in the costume but you can always get in the character a little bit as well and it just makes people's day, which I think is the best thing about it. Let me tell you about a couple of things that I've seen recently. Uh, one is furries. Yes. You're familiar with the furries? I am indeed. These are the people that dress up as, you know, furry characters, right? Yes. I have some friends in the community and uh, they have some absolutely spectacular fursuits. Yeah. The other one I saw, uh, and I don't know what they're called, but they're people that dress up as dogs, but they bark and stuff like that. Have you seen that um, one? Puppy play. So puppy it's kind play. Of like a BDSM sort of thing. I'm not exactly, you know. BD the, is the B stand it, for bondage? Yes. Oh, okay. The bondage, D. discipline, sadomasochism. Right, so, okay. Sort yeah. of like 50 shades, but a little bit more interesting. Yeah, well, the people I saw, I mean, like, it seemed to be it's very important that they could bark and wag their tail yeah, with their outfits. Yeah, but you outfits. know what? I, I really value, like, the time and energy that goes into creating, you know, the, the sort of the equipment and the and the outfits and the stuff that they wear. It's really a part of their life. And I, I often visit, um, you know, Hellfire here in Sydney, and you see them there, and they're having a really great time. Yeah. And, and I think people being able to comfortably sort of embrace that is so awesome. The look is just one part of it. All right. Um, and as we say here on The Rubber Room, you know, do what you want as long as you're not hurting anybody. A lot of people liking the Facebook Live stuff that we had. Ricky Dallas loved the costume. Uh, Nick Cocasillis. Sounds like a disgusting surname. So gorgeous. Tim Cardell loved it as well. So did Hector. She says, you're awesome. Estelle thought it was well 
thought out. Simon said you're awesome, so thank you very much for doing that. No worries. I'm just glad to see so many people recognise the cosplay and... You know, I like I like I like repping the geek side of things. Yeah, I've got either that or everybody's into Deadpool. But what the hell, right? And that's totally fine. That that's was an it. amazing movie. Last time you were here, you couldn't talk about it. You told me, but mm. you didn't want it mentioned. But you were going to do the cover girl for the Penthouse Black Label. That was the tech issue. Yes, and it's out now, so I can talk about it. Um, right. When we first met, it was it was sort of not announced yet, and now it's out. And we were sort of um, signing issues and, and handing them out at Sexpo and stuff like that. And um, I've still got some available uh, through my website on my store. So that's out for the next couple of months. It's double issue. Um, and I got to review some of my favourite things. Like, uh, I actually reviewed Deadpool, the okay. movie. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and a couple of my favourite game series, my favourite graphic novel. Um, and I talked about cosplay. So it was less of an interview and more of me just writing about all the stuff that I really like. And I also wrote an erotic story. Oh, really? Yes, set at a uh, set at a convention. Right, it's in the forum in the back pages, and then there's a photo of me in this outfit in there, so you'll you'll spot it. Um, but it's in news agencies now, and it's really exciting. Okay. Um, every time I go into a news agent and see it, I there freak I am. out. <laughs> it's me. Um, people must think I'm an absolute weirdo because I go in there with friends, and we're like, yeah, and we take a photo to commemorate. Why wouldn't you? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> well, you've done porn, you've done international porn. But I want to talk to you about the escorting because you still do escorting. Yes. Um, but you also have a lot of clients that want you to come in dressed in the cosplay or geek outfits, is that right? Yeah, it makes it a little awkward if I'm catching public transport. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> so usually we get changed when we arrive, but, um, you know, I um, I have people who request that I, I dress up in, you know, either their favourite cosplay or one of my favourite cosplays and, and sort of I, I try and constantly update my uh, my website with what I've got in my arsenal at the moment. Sure, of um, So people can let me know what they'd like to see. So, um, yeah, and I think that's really great. Yeah. Um, and do you know what? I found it's less about role play and more just I have some pretty wicked wicked cosplayers. Yeah, wicked wicked question. how much is the sex part of the equation when you have the clients who want you to dress up like that? Is it, uh, you know, say 50%? Is it? We, not- I think we get to that. We definitely get to that eventually. Yeah. Like, um, you know, but I think... I'm finding now um, with with a lot of my books, it's 50-50. Sex is definitely a part of it. I'd be mad disappointed if it wasn't. Yeah. Um, but I'm also getting a lot of time to sort of hang out with people and chat about games and geek stuff, and then they can help me get out of the cosplay, which usually takes, you know, <laughs> 15 minutes <laughs> in <and> itself. Um, <laughs> so is the cosplay actually almost like foreplay, and then you speak to the stuff about the other stuff after so. the sex? Is that or right? even before. I think one of the best things is that having those conversations with people and being able to have a bit of a casual chat about stuff we're both into is really a great way of relaxing people as yeah, well yeah. because I'm still, you know, sometimes it's people I've met before, sometimes someone I'm meeting for the first time and you want everyone to just be able to feel at ease and stuff like that because I love sex, I'm totally comfortable with it but everybody's different and yeah. when you're meeting someone for the first time it can be a bit nerve-wracking. And how much of the costume do they want you to leave on? Um, do you know what? More often than not, we get rid of most of it because yeah. props can stick into people. <laughs> However, Especially what you're wearing tonight. Um, exactly. But um, more often than not, if I'm wearing something with boots, generally they stay on. Right, okay. But more of the like black PVC thigh-high variety. So what would be the most popular outfit that you get requested? In, in, in a booking, probably Catwoman because it's a, light, it's a bit kinky. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Especially when Michelle Pfeiffer was wearing it in that well, film. Well, see, mine isn't a cat suit. It's more like a, a swimsuit that zips up the front quite tight and a lot of butt.
yeah. my butt. Wow. Um, so, and, and those boots. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so it is pretty easy to get out of. But um, a lot of people, you know, I, I think pr- most of what I, I have in my collection has been requested, with the exception of Shepard from Mass Effect. That's the armoured one. And right. that will take like an hour to get in and out of. So the, I don't. Yeah, you wouldn't want to be making love to somebody who's got bits of metal on them. Well, yeah. It's a nasty metal. cut it's there like somewhere. Bowman suit. <laughs> All right, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Metal look, yeah. <laughs> well, listen, again, I thank you so much, Lucy, for coming in, and we'll get you back in again uh, in another outfit as well. Thank you so much for uh, uh, appeasing the cosplay fans <laughs> no who worries. are besides themselves right now, or they will be once you leave. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for having me again. Give us a website if people want to find you. Um, so if you want to find me, I'm always on uh, www.lucyb.com or find me on Twitter, which is at LucyBXXX, and it's Lucy with an I-E, not a Y. Okay, and we'll get you back in again next time we get you in with another outfit. I might make a request if we can have a bit of Catwoman as well. You know? Absolutely. Just so I can, I can understand and get the zeitgeist. <laughs> it's nothing dirty, you know what I mean? It's all right, I've got a whip. We'll there you fine. go. Well, bring that too. We may find this a bit disturbing. He held me. Go! Oh! Rubber Room.